Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's topic is going to be Thanksgiving and dessert. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, so today is Thanksgiving Eve. We're just going to get into kind of a recap of what I talked about last week and some desserts and follow up going along with what our plan is as our house going into Thanksgiving tomorrow or if you're listening to this a little bit later what happened the day before basically and then next week I'll do a, uh, a recap and talk some more about desserts in general heading deeper into the holiday season but starting at the beginning we'll get into a few questions here a few questions based off of what's going on this Thanksgiving Eve so what desserts are we having in our house this is a question that I would ask myself considering nobody actually asked me, which is a, a normal thing that people would actually ask me, what desserts are we having? Because that's normally the thing I bring to large family gatherings is the dessert or somebody will request a specific or, you know, make up my own kind of dessert. So it's my time to kind of experiment. Although I say in episode three, this might not be the greatest time to experiment is at a large family gathering or a potluck, which I'm not a huge fan of fight the potluck but if you bring a new dessert or a new dish to any of these family gatherings make sure that you have the credentials in order to present this dish or dessert to the people that are going to be eating it don't just show up with something brand new and people didn't even know you knew how to light a stove this is the time to come in with some some experience you, you need the experience on the resume as far as your cooking ability in order to be able to pass this test of bringing an experimental dish to a family gathering without getting it okayed from the high council first. So I've passed all of those requirements and am therefore verified as a member of the experimental dish community in our Thanksgiving events. So I'm just kidding with y'all a little bit, but but really don't bring nothing new if you ain't qualified to bring nothing. New. So this year, as for our house, it's just two of us. Half the people that I have to please are myself and I think that gives me the right to vote anything on the menu that I so see fit but this year we went along with some some staples and what we came to was sweet potato pie which my wife will be making and I'll tell you in a second why this will be significant and myself I will be making key lime pie ice cream now I ran into a recipe that I really like we had key lime pie ice cream at my job and it was really good and I haven't had it in a while because we haven't been working thanks to COVID. But this ice cream has just been on my mind for a little bit. And I decided, hey, I'm going to find a recipe to uh, make this key lime pie ice cream. And I found a good recipe, but I'm going to add a little twist to it. I'm going to add some uh, some raspberry jam, swirl that throughout the ice cream because I like raspberries with the key lime pie. And um, so I will actually post the link to the recipe that I'm using is from a site that I like referencing a lot called My Baking Addiction. She's got just about anything dessert wise that you can think of making. She's probably made it or 20 different versions of it. So I'll put the link to that particular recipe that I'm going to use right underneath the description on yourfoodlooksfunny.com. So if you want to reference that, go look at it. But going back to my wife is making sweet potato pie. Now, obviously, you've heard my wife's voice in the intro to this show, but she is very picky, very picky. Again, part of the reasoning behind this show 
and she loves ice cream. So what I'm making, she's going to love. But I think she likes sweet potato pie, but she's very cautious about trying stuff that's new, especially when it comes to baking. Not a lot of baking has happened since we've been together. I don't think she's baked anything dessert wise in almost the seven years that we've been together. So I'll have to reference her on that. And I'll probably bring her on next week just for a follow up of how she thinks the experience went with baking the sweet potato pie. But just a precursor, she doesn't really bake that much. I am the baker. And that was probably where my first love of getting into cooking started at was me making desserts. It didn't start off from scratch. It started off with my brother showing me how to make this no bake uh, cheesecake that was really good. And I haven't made one in a while, but they it was just like four ingredients. Very simple, pre-made graham cracker crust. You know, it, it was good. And then I started making like boxed brownies and stuff. So you add a couple ingredients to the brownie mix and you can make it. And you add the caramel in and swirl that through and, you know, cookie dough and stuff. It was just something about the science behind these things. Science, a little bit of this, science, but you had to measure science, everything. Science, and I liked the numbers part of it. With cooking, and I've talked about this before, with cooking, it's so much improvisation and you can adjust everywhere that I don't think it was as much of a, a challenge to me because there was always a fix to be had. And with baking, it, it tied into my perfectionist side of wanting to make sure I got everything exactly right so I could get it to be the same thing every time I made it. So again, my wife, on the other hand, she cooks, but she doesn't really bake. So it, it's no problem to me because I'm not a big dessert eater. I just like making. So it's not like it's a big benefit to either one of us in the house for her and I to both bake. I do it as a creative outlet and in order to experiment with different flavors. And of course, desserts are usually something you can get rid of really easily. People will always find a reason to be able to take them off your hands. So it's not like I can never find people to eat them. It's just that I want to make a whole cake and I'll only end up eating one slice. So there's another, you know, 90% of the cake that's left to be eaten. And we have friends that will take care of that for us. So I appreciate that. So what desserts we're having? Sweet potato pie, key lime pie, ice cream. And who's making them? My wife and myself are divvying those up. My wife's not big on the baking. How did we decide? How did we decide on what we were going to be making? Considering, like I said, I like to make new stuff. And it's not like I'm going to predict next year I'll make the same thing because if you be honest with yourself, which a lot of people won't be or they just don't care, which is nothing wrong with that either. If you just decide I want to have the same menu every Thanksgiving or I want to have the same core things all the time or I always have to make this specialty dish, it gets boring to me. So to me, I can't make the same thing over and over. If people request it, maybe but normally it'll be one of two things that I make. So if somebody asks for a specific dessert, I'm going to make that dessert. Plus, I'm going to make the one that I wanted. OK, something has to be a new challenge to me. And if it doesn't cut it, it won't leave my kitchen. So I don't think I've ever had anything that was just came out terribly wrong and I couldn't serve it to other people. But there have been things where I was like, ah, oh, it was OK. It was a B. You know, B's can make it out the kitchen. C's, it depends on what it is. D's, no. But these often mean I forgot an ingredient or something, and that's just an accident sometimes. But 
other than that, the, we're just having the two desserts. It's just two of us. Um, but an update as far as the menu that I gave you on last week's episode as far as our Thanksgiving menu. So I referenced that I would be doing a turkey breast. And I didn't really give you a lot of specifics on what I'd be doing to it. Because as usual, I was going to wing it. So I took the turkey breast, threw it in the freezer, and I was going to thaw it out starting yesterday. And before... I could have a chance to do that. I ran to the store. So I still needed to get some of my produce items on Monday and some other things. So I needed to go get some other things to fill it out. But I didn't want to have them in the house for, you know, a week and a half. So I like going to get them the week of. So I went to get them on Monday. And when I was walking past the little freezer that has the turkeys in it, you know, I just was in a different store than the original place I got my turkey from. So I looked around in the turkey bin, saw the big turkey, saw the turkey breast, and then I saw this box, and the box felt like it started glowing out the corner of my eye. And as I turned my head to see what was on the box, you know what it was? A turducken. They had turducken in this store, and I don't think I've ever seen turduckens in a grocery store. The only two times I've ever had it, my aunt and uncle made them. That was the only time I'd ever had them. I've heard of them. You know, uh, like I said, I've had them in-house with family, but I've never seen them for sale. So, uh, of course, it, it was like a magnetic field that just pulled me in to read it. I said, I have to come a little bit closer. And as I read the description, I almost drooled on it a little bit. But luckily, I had my mask on and it hit inside the mask. So, the description was... They had two different versions, actually, two different versions. So this was perfect considering there's only two of us eating. One of them was an, a, a regular sized turducken, which is the full turkey with the rib cage removed. OK, now you have a duck inside of that, a chicken inside of that. And then they had this Cajun sausage stuffed inside of that. OK, but this thing was huge and it was like fifty five dollars. So I, I wasn't planning on going that big or I was just going to have to go home. But I look right next to it, and there's a turducken breast. So it's a turkey breast wrapped around the duck breast and the chicken breast and the Cajun sausage seasoned outside with the Cajun seasoning too. And uh, it wasn't even a price on it. I just grabbed it and threw it in the cart. I knew it was meant for me to see this item because I already had a turkey. What was the point of me looking at it if I wasn't supposed to see it? So I got it. Threw it in the cart, went on about our day, changed the plan, called an audible like Peyton Manning, threw that joint in the freezer right next to the regular turkey breast. I hope he's not jealous in there. But that turducken I just pulled out uh, last night in order for it to thaw. Don't even have to season it. It's already pre-seasoned. This will be my experiment for the year. Again, it's only two of us and I'm half the vote, which means I win. So my wife, after I've described it, she was all in. That's all I needed to know. We'll be having turducken tomorrow, um, along with the stuffing muffins that I described from last week. So I'll be making the cornbread tonight for that and getting ready to mix that up. So basically it's like savory bread pudding. I got the sage sausage from the butcher the other day and they actually gave me the bacon. I, I got the bacon from them, the thick applewood smoked bacon that they have, which is fantastic. And I got there just in time right before they closed. I was the last person in line. And when you're the last person in line at this particular butcher called Let's Meet on the Ave in Alexandria here, they give you a sign when they're cut off. So you have to be in line outside because there's only one person allowed in at a time. They give you a sign once you're the last person they'll allow in that says, I'm the absolute last person. 
sorry for the inconvenience. So anytime somebody else walks up and tries to get in line, I have to show them that sign. So basically, it's like I'm being their bouncer for them. And it was only a couple people that came up when I had the sign in my hand. But, you know, I had to show it to them and explain what was happening. They were very, you know, accommodating. And, you know, they were I guess they were just going to come back later and, and another day or something and get their food. I was just happy I was getting in that I got the golden ticket. I'm getting in here. But then I hear one of the people come out and she says, uh, good luck in there. It's like they ran out of sausage. I'm like, no. But long story short, they hadn't ran out of sausage. They still had plenty of saved sausage left. So I got that for my stuffing muffins and my meatloaf. Another audible that I call is the meatloaf that I described will still be made, just not for Thanksgiving. I realized, again, it's only two of us. It's too much to make. And as I've talked about before, you don't want to have too much food because now you're going to get sick of it faster. Well, we're going to get sick of it faster. So instead of making both meats on the same day, I'll just make one one day and I'll make another one for a different meal another day. That way we can break up the monotony and the work because I, like I said, I need to be aware of what football is going on all day Thursday. And where was I going with that? Got a little bit off tangent. Oh, the bacon. So when I was in line for the butcher, they gave me a couple extra strips of bacon just for helping them out with that sign. And I sure appreciate it because that little couple strips of bacon goes a long way. And I thank you. Let's meet on the Ave in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, but yeah, describe the turducken. I hope you, that gave you guys some ideas. The store I went to is called Harris Teeter. I don't know how many of those there are. I know it's a big chain around here, but I'm pretty sure they're owned by Kroger. So check out your local Kroger if you have one of those or any Kroger branded grocery stores. Possibly if you feel like going to do it. Good luck if you're going to do it today or anytime soon. Maybe they'll be on clearance after Thanksgiving if nobody bought them. But uh, yeah, check those out. Check out a turducken if you haven't checked it out. Oh, the one I did have for my aunt, I'll also tell you, it didn't have sausage on the inside. It had the three birds, but she had stuffed it with, I think, a cornbread stuffing. So that was really good, too. Adds a little bit of flavor to the inside. Soaks up the flavor of the, the, the poultry inside that, too. So that was pretty good. But other than that, nothing else I got. You know, enjoy your holiday if you're listening to this before or during your actual Thanksgiving. Thank you for taking time out of your holiday to listen to it. Otherwise, this already happened, but still relevant. Next week, I'll do a follow-up as to how my wife did with the sweet potato pie that she decided to bake and also the key lime pie ice cream that I will be making. And I will probably post some pictures once that's done. But uh, check out the link on yourfoodlooksfunny.com under the episode description. Donate to the show. Check out our merch. It's still up there on the website. Again, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. All right.